Welcome back to Growing Places, a podcast about all things economic development here in the Sioux Falls metro area, brought to you by the Sioux Metro Growth Alliance. Hello and welcome back to Growing Places, your regional roundup featuring the people and places that make the Sioux Metro extraordinary. My name is Jesse Fonker and I am one of your co-hosts today. Joining me in the studio is your other co-host, Sheldon Jensen. We're glad to be here, Jesse, and it's another beautiful weekend in the Sioux Metro. Absolutely. A lot of good things happening. Well, we have a great program today. Thanks to our special guest, Patrick Andrews. Patrick is the development director for the city of Brandon and is new to the position. Welcome to Growing Places, Patrick. Thanks for having me on. So, Patrick, you know, we want to learn a little bit about yourself, a little bit about the community of Brandon. So why don't you start by giving us a little bit of your background? So I grew up in Michigan. I spent, I guess, till I graduated undergrad in Michigan. I went to undergrad at Michigan State. I have a bachelor's degree in urban planning as well as political science. I started off with the political science degree, decided I wanted something more practical, so added the second one, so kind of tandemed it. Then after that, I graduated undergrad in 2008, so most people know about what happened in 2008. (laughs) Tough time to graduate. (laughs) So... Looking around at the job market and considering alternatives, I ended up going to law school out in Lincoln, Nebraska. So I spent most of my time there trying to focus on environmental law, local government type things. So graduated there in 2011, took the bar in Pennsylvania, then decided just like undergrad, I needed to add more. So I took the bars in Ohio and West Virginia as well. So that's where I'm licensed. So wait a minute, you went to law school in Lincoln, Nebraska. And your, yep. was your first test Pennsylvania? Yep. So why not why not Nebraska or South Dakota or Michigan or somewhere to start with? <laughs> so when I was looking around to start, I kind of was focusing on where would environmental type issues be the most. And right there in that sweet set spot between the three oh, states yeah. okay, is your yep. coal territory. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Gotcha. So then what brought you to South Dakota? So once I, I worked for a couple of years for law firms. I, the first one I worked at is in Wheeling, West Virginia. That's right the center point between the three states. Then after a little while, I worked for a law firm up in Cleveland. So after commuting back and forth to work, probably about an hour and a half each way and paying $15 to park downtown every day, I decided that I don't know if this is something I want to do for the long term. (laughs) Makes sense, yep. So I looked around, what could I do with my undergrad degree that wasn't, you know, the kind of law I was doing was not the most exciting. The clients were interesting, just the law was kind of mundane. While I was in West Virginia and Pennsylvania, some of the clients that I worked with were Charles Schwab, the NBA Players Association, Sitgo's big oil refinery in Lake Charles. So the clients were interesting, but after a certain while, just kind of going through the paces, there was, you know, after you work for big things that you don't yeah. really see the impact after a while, you kind of wonder, you know, what am I doing? I'm, and, you know, you're doing things, but you're not seeing impact. Right. So is this what I want to do forever? And it And it wasn't. So I looked around. I applied for a couple of urban planning jobs. You know, my my plan was, you know, do that for a while, get a license somewhere, figure things out from there. So I got a job with the Southeastern Council of Governments. So 
I was kind of familiar with the area because I had driven around South Dakota when I was in Nebraska for yeah. three years. So got that job, interviewed for it, came out here, filled my car up, and, and off I went. No kidding. What year was that? Uh, 2016. 2016. That's awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about the Southeastern Council of Governments and what they do? CCOG is the local planning, a regional planning agency for the six counties in Southeast South Dakota being McCook and down to Clay and Union. It's, the office is kind of divided into two halves. One side does small business EDA loans and the other half does planning and zoning grants type work. So I was the one that did planning and zoning and municipal code writing land subdivision ordinances, that kind of thing. And so how many communities did you work with while you were at CCOG? I worked with all 40 of them. Sioux Holy Falls. crap. Yeah. Sioux Falls, not a tremendous amount just because they have professional right. planning staff. But we worked with a lot of the smaller towns that could not afford a person on their own. But if they pool together, they can. So how many planners were on the staff at CCOG while you were there? For grants, we had usually two people, sometimes one, depending on fluctuation. We have one person that does the metropolitan planning, transportation planning, that if you're a, yep. if you're a metro with 50,000 people, you have to have a, a regional transportation MPL, planning. Right, yep. Yeah. So Jim does that. And Jim I, I think, Feeney, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Jim. So, and while I was there, so Kristen Bennett was there while I was there. She was our GIS person. She did comprehensive plans. In South Dakota, to have zoning, you need to have a comprehensive plan. And that's, the comprehensive plan is the planning part of planning and zoning. Zoning and grants and infrastructure improvements and everything is a tool that you, you use to get from where you are in your plan to where you want to be in your mm -hmm. plan. So, you know, what brought you from CCOG to Brandon? So, with CCOG, since I worked with 40 towns and six counties, generally Minnehaha County and Sioux Falls are kind of handle their own business. So I guess yeah. 39 towns and five counties. You go to a lot of night meetings. You're constantly on the road. You're constantly just... it. The term has kind of developed to be you write and run. You yeah. are presented write with a problem. Run. You write a solution and you run to the next and the next and you know put out fires and write things. So you never really see a lot of the why or the end result of what you do. You hope it works out, but you never really know. And you you know a lot of the communities, but just kind of a, a flyover perspective. So the one thing attractive about the Brandon job was I had worked with Brandon my whole time at CCOG. I assisted them with writing their zoning code, so I was very familiar with it. And this position opened up, and Brandon is a very forward-thinking and oh, yeah, community that has done a good job of having a vision for itself. So it seemed to be the natural transition to become more involved in the community. Yeah, we've been lucky to be part of the Brandon Economic Development Machine for the last 30 years. Uh, you know, your, your predecessor, Dennis Olson, helped get Makita started back when it was still called Minnie County Economic Development. And I know my predecessors were really involved in the Corson Industrial Park. And so it's been really cool coming into this position and seeing what some of the greatest people have done uh, to make Brandon even better. Uh, it's, it's an awesome product to sell because that's part of economic development, right? It's just selling. What are some of the projects that you're working on 
right now that you can talk about publicly? I know that's not always the case, but maybe there's some things that are that are uh, in the news or that's been released. So Encore Park, Hague Companies is making a big multi-density, multi-use type development west of Brandon. If you drive into Brandon along Rice Street, it turns into Holly Boulevard. Oh, yeah, yep, okay, I know what you're talking about. Right and you go the bluffs, right? Yep, yep. You go along the corner, you'll see big piles of dirt right now, but that is going to be have multifamily workforce housing. There's going to be a commercial development portion and there's going to be an industrial compo- com- component as well. So they have a lot of plans. The one big development they have announced so far is they are getting a grocery store out there. Fairway is making a new grocery store for the city of Brandon. So, And that'll be the second grocery store for Brandon? Correct. There is a Sunshine located right in the heart of Brandon. That's pretty currently. impressive that, they have, that Sunshine has been the sole provider there for the number of years being the population is now, what, 11,000 plus? Yep. Um, what else has been announced for Encore Park? I know Hague has a big industrial con- facility out there, and there will be multifamily dwellings, but as far as I know, that's the only things they've talked about. How many units do they build in, in the multifamily family plans? Do they have what? Oh. I think I've heard a couple hundred. Is that the case? That or? sounds right. I know yeah. it's, it's quite a good number, so it'll bring a lot of housing to Brandon. So I was, re- I was reviewing Sioux Falls Business earlier today, and they were talking about head companies expanding into modular construction with their new manufacturing facility in Brandon. From my understanding, they're going to be kind of helping create, what is it, modular components for the hospitality industry, uh, which I think is kind of cool. If I remember correctly, it's about a 120,000 square foot facility that will employ, I don't know, I would guess of probably 20 or 30 people, maybe more than that. I bet it'd be, a, I bet it'd be up to 125, would be my estimate. Yeah, that's awesome. It kind of sounds like they're just going to build hotel rooms and then ship hotel rooms to hotels. And that's a pretty cool way to solve, I think, some of the workforce challenges that are out there right now, trying to get framing crews out there and subs to rural or remote areas. If you can just take a product and just move it, it'll be a lot faster process, I bet. The way I've heard about it is they kind of work like Lego bricks. You just get them and you, you stack them. That's pretty sweet. I like Legos. I got a ton back home. My cousins, though, they, like, ripped them all up one time, so now it's just a box of Legos that are not put together. It's kind of sad. Uh, so, aside from Hag, what else is going on in Brandon? Isn't there some sort of, like, I-90 development that's that's in the works? There is. Brandon 90 Plaza is... It's For a while, once you went off the interstate exit, there was just that bare field right there, and, you know, you always drive by, and you thought, this would be a good place to do something. Cause yeah. It's right off the interstate... And it's kind of low, right? It is. Kind of the, okay, yep. Yep. So for a while, it was just a city station out there. Yeah. But now a developer has bought it, and they intend to make a more upscale kind of commercial venue. They they go back and forth with plans, and there's really nothing that's been solidified, but they are out there doing dirt work and adding the roads. So I'm hoping that once they submit a plat, they'll be able to sell off the land or lease it to businesses that'll hope to both attract the local market as well as travelers coming west from Minnesota. Well, yeah, it's kind of the entryway into South Dakota from Minnesota on I-90, and I'm excited about what that could bring. How did the city of Brandon work with the developer to make this a possibility? Was there any sort of programs that they utilized? I think Brandon 90 is a TIF district in I think it is. I think you're right, yeah. And I think 
they would be eligible as well for the property tax yeah. rebate the city offers to yeah. new construction. Yeah. Well, I think I've heard some rumors about, about some commercial entities that are uh, nationally recognized brands that are either looking at that area or have talked to the developer. And if, heck, if half of those go through, that'd be pretty cool for the entire region, but especially for Brandon. Absolutely. It'll be a nice eastern face for the state of South Dakota. So looking north of 90, what's been going on in the Rovang Industrial Park? Rovang is one of a series of many industrial parks that have that are in Brandon. Rovang is the most recent. It is just north of the interstate. It's started off as right about 40 acres and now sales have been going kind of through the roof. I get a call at least one a week, if not more, <laughs> wondering about industrial land. We recently entered into a purchase agreement for right about 20 acres of industrial lot that is accessible to the rail line. Wow. So that that will be a huge development that we hope brings a lot of jobs and opportunity to Brandon. There is one more decent-sized rail lot left, and there are two non rail lots. Those are lots that are just connected by road and not rail. So it is filling up fast and then yeah, we hope that it fills up and creates jobs and opportunity out in Brandon and then we'll look to what's next. That's pretty impressive because if I recall correctly, the industrial park broke ground in 2018. It's 80 acres. It'll be full pretty much here in the next 12 months if things continue at this pace. I hope so. Wow. That's a lot of movement. We get a lot of interest. Yeah, well, it's a great spot. It's been well-designed and well-developed, and we have users like Henkel, which is a multinational company uh, in that area, BNSF, um, Mormon Energy, which makes the, uh, the the bases to wind towers. It's a Canadian company. Uh, Leco, Wausau, and I think Raven has a presence out there, too, if I, if I believe so. Calls. So it's a pretty great spot, I mean, and there's definitely a lot of success out there. How many homes are going up in Brandon? I know we're, we're seeing homes coming up all over the Sioux Metro. Is there a lot of single-family development in Brandon? So we're a little bit behind last year's pace, but that's probably not necessarily a bad thing. To date, we have, we've issued 32 permits for new homes. Wow. So right now, we're at about $46 million in development this year. That's adding both homes and commercial and... Wow. So we're doing, we've issued 32 commercial, commercial permits, but it, with the storms recently, we have done a whole <laughs> lot of shingling as well. We've I issued bet. 123 shingling permits so far this year, and that's up to be about two and a half million just of shingles. So wow. Housing is definitely being developed. And if, when you drive into town, if you look up at the bluffs, houses are going up all the time. Oh, man, they're just A lot of people up. moving in. Yeah, that's really impressive to see. What do you think the future holds for the city of Brandon and the Brandon Development Foundation? Probably the thing that Brandon does the best is that a lot of thought has historically gone into how Brandon has developed. And I think the city has a lot of thanks to give to Dennis for that. Yeah. He guided the city almost from its infancy to where it is now. So, (laughs) What, a few years after the city was incorporated, he started, I think? Yep. So (laughs) he guided the city a long way, and hopefully I can carry on his legacy and keep it going. There's a lot going on in Brandon. 
not only is the city focused on the new developments, things happening like Encore Park and Rovang, but the city is also interested in maintaining the quality of what it has. There's, if you drive through the downtown area, you'll see a, quite a bit of construction. So Brandon is not only updating its wastewater and sewer, updating all the pipes and the infrastructure down there. We're adding sidewalks where they didn't exist to make it a more connected community. And we're trying to focus on keeping the community as tight-knit as we can. Nothing's worse than a big major road going through the middle and kind of dividing it in half or making half of it inaccessible to the other half. So we're trying to make sure Brandon is a nice, cohesive community. If you want to ride your bike to your friend's house across town, great. We're trying to make that possible for you. I think Brandon built itself on being a great place to call home and raise your family. And there's a lot of pride in the school system, too. And I think it's probably one of the best schools in the state. And that's that's a fact. Yes. So the high school is probably Brandon's biggest draw. So at talking with the high school and the, the school district, Brandon has an estimated 7,200 to 7,400 students. It is the fourth largest school district in the state. One thing they are particularly proud of is that they are they are a very fiscally responsible entity. They will n try to stay away from using taxpayer funding as much as they can. They go out of their way to find a way to limit needing future bonds just because they want Brandon to be an affordable place that people can go to have a good quality of life as well as an affordable education. And still maintain that, that quality of education too, which is, I mean, unparalleled. As someone that grew up in South Dakota and uh, a little bit away, further away from Brandon, uh, a lot of folks knew that Brandon people were well-educated. Us Mubridge folks are pretty okay too, but. <laughs> so. Yeah, I will say, I mean, all of the school districts in our, um, the Sioux Metro are, are really great opportunities for kids to go to school. And I think that's what attracts a lot of people out into the Metro opportunities. I know that Sioux Falls is trying to uh, make Veterans Parkway its next um, biggest expansion. How is um, Brandon working with Sioux Falls maybe to, as, as Sioux Falls continues to move east, how is Brandon moving west to, to uh, find a border there? Brandon and Sioux Falls are just over a mile apart at their closest point. So the thing that has stopped Brandon from moving west is probably the th same thing that stops Sioux Falls from moving east is that there's a lot of topography change and and hills and rivers and so those are while it's generally not easy but reasonably cost effective to get water service through that thing that stuff sewer is a whole nother matter just because you have to <laughs> lift it everywhere and yeah. deal with the topography so that's probably the biggest hindrance to development but with the new exit off the interstate that area is poised for development it is a prime spot for development so it would just take the right developer with the interest in developing it to make it something great do you see brandon moving further to the west towards veterans parkway i think if we can find a developer i i i think we are open to working with them on it yeah it would just have to be the right opportunity that makes sense for yeah, everyone absolutely because it can be kind of expensive to lift all that back yeah and then back again yep. <laughs> we are really excited to count brandon as a member of the sumetro growth alliance and one of our founding members 
Uh, Patrick, we love having you on the board. You've been in this position now for, what was it again, four months, five months? Yeah, just about there. And I uh, hope you've enjoyed your time on our board as well. Um, yeah, I've, I've learned a lot, and hopefully we'll continue to absolutely. learn quite a bit. So as we close out today, we always ask our guests uh, one question, and that is, what is your favorite hidden gem in the Sioux Metro? So my answer to that is probably a bit unique, just because I'm probably... Not quite a handful, but I'm one of probably an okay amount of people in this part of the state that has had the opportunity to visit every town and county in this part of the state. So something, you know, I working with Seacog for as many years that I did and working with all these small towns, I, stu- I still do feel somewhat of an attachment to them just because yeah. I cared about all of them and still do. So a few things to highlight, maybe... Maybe it's the Sioux Metro area. Maybe it's a little bit yeah. wider. Is If you travel up from Iowa, you'll run into the small town of Jefferson between Elk Point and North Sioux City. There are a couple of local people there that decided we're going to make a brewery. So Jefferson has the Jefferson Beer Supply. Nice little business. If I you that's go- good. I haven't been there yet. If you keep going north, you'll run into Centerville, South Dakota, the home of the <laughs> the Royal Bake Shop. That's right. The world-famous Zebra Donut. Oh, absolutely love it. Big fan. So then you go over to Viberg. They have an old-style theater, the Lund Theater. It's always nice to visit. You go up to Worthing. You have the Worthing Dinner Theater. Classic. Travel around all the counties. Canton, Vermilion, Parker, and Salem, they all have the old original courthouses if you like Yep. Old original courthouses. Yep. Del Rapids has the Dells Theater. Turner County has the Turner County Fair. If you really like old school kind of ag county and the, fairs. And the best fair chisel in South Dakota, right? Absolutely. And then if you go a little ways north to Garrison, of course, you have Palisade State Park. Oh, man, great spot. But around Brandon specifically, you have the Big Sioux State Recreation Area, probably the most underrated recreation area around so why do you say that? I've actually never been to the Big Sioux Rec area before, which is kind of embarrassing. A lot of nice camp, camping, walking trails. N- nice little if you just want to get away for a weekend and just kind of be out there camping and not be one of those people that likes to be seen camping. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Because uh, I've heard that, that that campground books up pretty quick. It does. Well, hey, Patrick, thanks for joining us here today on Growing Places. We appreciate uh, all the work that you're doing to make Brandon the best it can be. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Growing Places. Follow us on social media at Sue Metro. Tune in next time to the next episode of Growing Places. And always leave things better than the way you found them.